All right, so so uh, you're welcome for the video. I know that your lives are forever changed now after watching that video. It's quite amazing, quite amazing. So bring your next up. <laughs> although, although spice, it does kick in. It can't, it can heat, it does kick in, even though there's no flavor. Well, I, I downed some straight thieves yesterday. And yeah, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Okay, so tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. And so here's what, here's what I want to do. I purposefully left your guys' study sheets blank because I want you guys to start using the rules of Bible study. Now, next Wednesday when we get together, we're actually going to, I'm going to give you guys random passages that you're going to use the 15 rules of Bible study, and we're going to have little bookmarks and everything for you. Um, but tonight I want to do something a little bit different because we're talking about Jesus' birthday. And I know I mentioned it several weeks ago about when Jesus' legit birthday was. Anyone remember? September. September time frame, but the Jewish calendar date in month. Anybody know? 17. No, no, no. Tishri. No, not not Hickory Dickory Dock. No, no. Tishri. 15. 15. Yes, Tishri 15. So that is the Jewish month and the day that he was actually born. So that's the answer. But I want you guys to use the different Bible study methods in order to figure it out according to the Bible. So, I have all the answers. I've studied it all out myself, but I want you guys to try to figure it out. So, we're going to try to do it together. And so, those of you that are going to be on the podcast, listen to this later. Uh, I apologize because it might be very hard to follow. We'll see how this all works out. But anywho, um, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to figure it out. So, let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to dive into it. We're going to figure it out together. I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to give you hardly any answers whatsoever. I might lead you towards more of the questions to ask in order to get you to the right place in the Bible. But I'm not going to give you jack. Especially since he just came back and he left. I'm not going to give you back. any more. <laughs> yeah. Same helping? Can, same helping? You want the same helping? Sam. Oh, is Sam helping? Sam is virtual. Sam is virtual. So uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. We'll see what happens. But see, you need to do this on your own. You can't just be relying upon Sam for your spirituality. So. <laughs> All right, so, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to figure this out together. So we've got everybody in the room. We've got Bibles. We've got uh, technology. Hopefully you have the Blue Letter Bible app on your phone. You can go ahead and use that. Um, I've got stuff here. I'm going to, at times where we find the right answer, I'm going to show you where to find that right answer. So I'm going to plug in the Apple TV and make sure that I'm sharing my iPad so that way you guys are able to see that. Um, so I'm going to go through some of that stuff together. Okay, so with that said, who would like to pray? We can get started. This will be fun. May I choose? Uh, yes. Sorry, I don't know why I said yes. Not. Why not? Well, we got two volunteers right now. I'm just curious Brandon. as to what he'll say. Brandon. Me? All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let's go. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> let's do it. All right, go ahead. All right, dear Lord, thank you for this day and everybody that got to show up. Um, I just pray for everybody in quarantine that they'd be staying safe and um, we can just get this lesson done and. Um, apply it to our lives and uh, use the rules of uh, the Bible. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. So I'm going to fire this bad boy up and make sure that we've got this all plugged in, ready to go. Okay. So as you're, as you're kicking this around, where would you begin? Where would you begin? In the outlet. Okay. Oh, wait. I thought you were talking about that. Because remember, we're talking about Jesus' birthday, Okay. Jesus' birthday, trying to figure out his legit birthday. Now, we know the answer is Tishri 15, but how are we going to come to that point? 
Luke. Luke 2? Yeah. Okay, start it. Luke 2. Go ahead and turn to Luke 2. Luke chapter 2. Yeah, I thought we were all just going to... Matthew, Mark. Is that where you ordered it from? Okay, what do you find out of Luke 2? Oh, yeah, totally. We're all doing this together. Let's figure it out. I was going to say that. Okay, Luke 2, 1 says, and it came to pass in those days. So let's find out what those days are. The end days. So let's look days. in Luke chapter 1 and see if it gives you any time frame. That is where my mind goes. I could be completely wrong, though. So anybody interrupt me at any time. I'm so disappointed in the guys. <laughs> is there like a certain taxing test? Like, was there like a, like, like a... Like a and this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. Wow. Okay. That that gives me so much information. It actually really does. It does. Totally does. That gives me like, oh, oh yeah, where's my phone? We can look up Serenius. Okay, so Serenius, so the taxing took place. We know that the year that Jesus was born is the same time that the taxing took place, right? Yeah. Hey, Melissa says that she tried to join the Google Meet, but it won't let her. Okay, because I allowed her in. So I don't know why that didn't work. Try it again. Because she's in right now. Oh, she's in right now? Yeah. Okay, then never mind. Okay. Oh, he was for a long time. Okay, so we talked about the Cyrenius, the taxing took place. So who is this Cyrenius, and how can you find out when he actually ended up declaring this taxation? How would you find that out? <laughs> okay, you could do that. So if you can try to find Cyrenius or try to do the cross-referencing. Okay, so it's only in Luke 2. Now we Google it. You could Google it. Yes? When was Jesus' actual birthday? This is what came up. December 25th. Okay, and see, and it's wrong. So that's why you don't Google anything. So that's what you're not supposed to do. So with that then... Yeah, exactly. So with that then, so it's not December 25th. We know that, right? Okay, so Cyrenius. That's our focus, Cyrenius. How are we going to find out information about Cyrenius? Where would you go? Oh, if we go to Blue Letter Bible, can't we like append or... Oh, like do the cross-referencing thing? Okay, you could. Alana, are you doing cross-referencing right now through Blue Letter Bible? Yeah. Okay. You find anything? Um, I'm typing it in still. So a pen clipboard, is that how I do that? Yes, a pen clipboard. No, replace clipboard. Share package. This is actually good. Stay off Google, stay off Wikipedia, please. Oh my gosh, you have Schoology too? I do. For my kids. Astrology? Yeah, I, I do astrology. Oh, is that the news? No, I say Schoology. It's really Schoology. Oh, okay. 
Okay, where would you go? So you know the cross-referencing so far is not pulling out anything yet. We know that taking Cyrenius and surgical him in the Bible doesn't pull up anything yet. But we know that he was born the year that the taxation went out from this guy, right? That's what it says in Luke chapter 2. So that's a good start. Wait, doesn't it say that the taxing was first made when he was governor? But like, is, is that saying like, like that decree was made like Cyrenius was currently the governor? Or was that like it was made when Cyrenius was the governor a while ago and now this is just like a, like a yearly thing or something? Yeah. So we don't know if it's a yearly thing. It just says the tax was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. But there's a reason why that information is put in there. So because it's in parenthesis, it's extra information. But it says Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. So as you start to work your way through, you find out that it's probably around the same time frame. So historically, how do we find that date? How do we find that date? Oh, cross-referencing, like, taxing and stuff like that? You could, but we already talked about Cyrenius, so he's the key. So where else would we go? What other resources could you use? So we've already tried to use Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. We tried to use Searching or Concordance, and that's not pulling up anything. What else could you use? Especially something that has more historical information in it. Did someone say Pictionary? That's a game. Okay, Dictionary. Okay, that would be for definition of words. But what else would you use? Quick, what does he have on his iPad? Well, Spotify. Spotify. All right, let me show you this. If you have Blue Letter Bible, go ahead and open up your app. If you don't have it, you should download it. Okay. So let me show you, because this is the kind of stuff that is, this really comes in handy. All right? So Luke chapter 2 on Blue Letter Bible. All right, so we know that when you tap on each verse, you have a whole bunch of resources that go along with that particular verse. Okay? So now we're in verse 2, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Now, if you tap on verse 2... Then it pulls up a whole bunch of stuff. So I got my interlinear concordance, which brings up Greek and Greek uh, terms and parts of speech and things like that. You have Bible comparison, which compares versions, which we're not going to be using that. There's our treasury scripture knowledge right there. You have text commentaries, which are other people's opinions about that passage. Audio video, listening to the passage. And then you have dictionaries. Okay? So if you pull up dictionaries... What ends up coming up are a whole bunch of resources. Now, some of these are better than others, but you can kind of go through and see, okay, here's Cyrenius for Easton's Bible Dictionary. We could look up that one. If you kind of keep going down, you've got Hitchcock Bible Names. You have Cyrenius that gives the definition of his name. You can go to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Now, the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia is phenomenal for historical information. So when it comes to historical information that you may not be able to get from the context, or as you compare scripture with scripture, or just using a concordance, the ISBE, International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, uh, this is fantastic. It's a great, great resource. So we can tap on Cyrenius, and we can find out about him. And here it says, okay, so you have Cyrenius, and it gives you his pronunciation, and then it says C, Quirinius. So this is obviously another name that he was called in history. So if you tap on that one, 
it pulls up two more resources, chronology of the New Testament or Luke the Gospel of. So if you just tap on the first one, chronology, it shows us, okay, you've got chronology, you've got the birth of Jesus, you have the death of Herod, census of Quirinius, star of Magi, course of Abijah, day and month, summary and baptism of Jesus. Okay, so if you just go down, as you scroll down through, and you get to the birth of Jesus, and you start reading through, and it says right in the first line, Jesus was born before the death of Herod the Great, Matthew 2, 1, it gives you the cross-reference, at the time of a census or enrollment was made in the territory of Herod in accordance with a decree of Augustus when Quirinius, or Cyrenius, the King James Version, and that's what it uses, was exercising authority in the Roman province of Syria. At the time of Jesus' birth, the star led the Magi to the east to seek in Jerusalem the infant whom they had subsequently found in Bethlehem. John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus. He was born in the days of Herod, after his father Zacharias of the priestly course of Abijah had been performing the functions of his office in the temple. And then it starts going down to the death of Herod. So we know that Jesus was born before the death of Herod the Great. Now it says, the death of Herod the Great occurred in the spring of 750 or 4 B.C. 4 B.C. And then you kind of keep working your way through. So as you start reading through all the details, you find out that Jesus was probably born in 4 B.C. 4 B.C. Because it was before the, the death of Herod. Okay? So go ahead and write that down. 4 B.C. Okay? So after looking at ISBE, we get that date. Now this is one of those situations where... The Bible doesn't strictly tell us the exact time, but it tells you the events surrounding what's going on. Now, when it comes to picking historical information, where you're going to get that from, you do have to be careful. But the version of the ISBE that Blue Letter Bible uses is the same that we would tell our Bible Institute students to use. There's a certain edition. It's like the second edition or it might be the first edition. I can't remember. But it was edited by James Orr, O-R-R. -R. And that is a, an edition that is fantastic because he was someone that believed the Bible. His historical information was very, very accurate. And so we always tell people to go ahead and use that information. So the first question that we have to answer is, when was Jesus born? And the year that he was born was 4 B.C., most likely around that time frame. All right? Okay, so now that you know the year that he was born, according to what calendar? Jewish. What's 4 BC? It's not Jewish. Oh. Yeah, which is the Gregorian. The Gregorian calendar, so we know that information. Okay? All right, so now, looking at Jesus' birthday and how that works out, and, and we're going we're gonna to fast forward because knowing his birthday is going to tie in with the day that he died. And I'll show you why in a minute, okay? But start thinking about it, okay? Because we want to go this direction. So how do we figure out the actual Jewish day that Jesus was born? Because it's not found anywhere in the scriptures. You have to compare and figure out that information. So where would you go next? What else do we know about Jesus? Because we do know definitively when he died. The Bible is very clear on that. When did he die? No. <laughs> yeah, but that would became very Roman because they took a pagan holiday and, and just slapped Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection there. So when did he die? And how would you find that out? Go to... Wait, wait, wait. He was the doctor, right? So his stuff is more... Like exact. Let's go to the end of one of the Gospels. There you go. So how about you divide and conquer? 
So who wants to take which gospel? I'll take Luke. I got John. John? Mark? Matthew? I'll do John. Okay. I'll do John. All right, so we at least have them represented, but you can pick whichever one. So go towards the end, towards his crucifixion, and let's try to find out what were the events, what was the time of year, what was going on around his death. Well, that was it's totally different, but yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't Cyrenius. It is, it is, but it has nothing to do with finding out the day of his death. This is why, this is why I get confused. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, there's, there's a feast going on, maybe? No. Oh, the Passover, right? Is it? Yeah. Find the verse. Oh. Show me the verse where it says it was the Passover when he died. Now at the feast, he released unto them... Passover preparations. <laughs> then the day, then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed, and sent Peter and John saying, "Go prepare us the Passover that we may eat." Okay, so that was dealing with them being in the upper room eating the Passover together, or at least the first communion together before the Passover actually hit. Okay, so that you could even take that verse. So take that verse that you just found and do treasury scripture knowledge. So go ahead and do it. And everybody else, if you have your phones open, go ahead and do it because you doing this will help you tremendously. So what verse reference do you have? It is Luke twenty two seven. Okay, Luke twenty two seven. So go to Luke twenty two seven and then do TSK with that one. So Luke twenty two seven. So I'm going to go there as well. Luke, for those of you that don't have Blue Letter Bible downloaded, twenty two verse seven. Okay. So then you tap on verse 7, and then go to cross-reference TSK, and it talks about, now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. It talks about in Exodus 12, the first time the Passover took place. 14th day of the same month. Right. So the Passover takes place on which day? The 15th day. The 14th day they're getting ready. The 15th day is when they actually had, they ate the Passover. Because remember, the death angel passed over all the houses, and then the next morning they ate of that lamb. What month is that? The first. It's the first month of the Jewish calendar. But what month is that? I know. So you got to figure that out. Exodus 12. Does it say in Exodus 12? You can find out. If not, if not, you can do some searching. Yeah, Ben. How does the death relate to his birth? We'll find out in a minute. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month. Does it say name? Wait, I can do, I can, wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So we know the year of his birth. Now we're trying to find the exact date, month and date of his death. And we'll talk about why that's important in relation to his birth. There are no entries for this verse. <laughs> well. So how would you find out the Jewish months and which one would be the first month? We could type in. Wasn't that something? Could we just type it into? You can use Google. Google's a, a source you could use. A bib. A bib? No, that's not the first month. Nope, it's not to vet. Oh wait, but Exodus thirteen four says that they came out during the month of Abib Tishrei. You're just looking on Google. Nope. 
Find it. Find a Jewish site that gives you the list of the Jewish months. Nissan. Is that it? Yeah. Nissan. Okay. Isn't that a car? That's what I thought. Well. Yeah. If you say it that way, but it's N I S S A N. Okay. Yes. So you are correct. Okay. The pronunciation is okay. All right. So we found out that the first month of the Jewish calendar is the month of Nissan. Yes. No. <laughs> Does it? That that's when the Passover took place. This day can be out in the month of bid. Am I saying that like, wrong? It's so <laughs> no, you're not saying it wrong. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Am I chasing a rabbit hole? Not necessarily. Okay. Because who? So if you have the list now, whoever has the list of the Jewish. Months. Make sure you have that information open. All right. So I went to a church, or I went to a website, and so here's what I found. Okay. So I just did a very simple search, and I said Jewish calendar. All right. And I went through a couple of different websites, and here is what I found. So you have the month of Nisan, which is March through April, and it kind of gives you all the months ever since there. Okay. Now there's a separate study that you can find a bib and why a bib is different, because a bib is not listed in the Jewish months here. So that could be a completely separate study. But here you have Nisan, and it goes all the way through all these ones. And here's Tishri. We've already talked about Tishri. And how many months is in Tishri from Nisan? Six months. Six months. Okay, just hold that in the back of your noggin. And then it goes all the way down to Adar, and then they have Adar 2 because of how everything would overlap with the, you know, the lunar calendar and leap years and all that kind of stuff. But they approximately line up with these months of the year according to the Gregorian calendar. And you can see Tishri would be September, October timeframe. Okay? And Nissan right here, or Nissan, is March, April timeframe. Okay? Do we got that? Okay. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. yeah, welcome to the party. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about that already. No, you're good. You're good. No, you're good. Yes, I, and I'm very proud of you because this is the whole point is that we're using the tools that we have in our hand no matter how ridiculous they are. Okay? No, it would not be March because it changes from year to year. So if you, if you follow a Jewish calendar, the actual date changes from year to year because their calendar days are different. But it would be the March, April time frame. So, yeah, exactly. So people that are Orthodox Jews, they will celebrate legitimately according to this calendar. But this is the first month of their Jewish year. And so they always begin the Passover on that particular time frame because of what God said in Exodus 12 and verse in, in chapter 12 and chapter 13. Okay, because it was a brand new start to their calendar, brand new. And that before then they followed other calendars. But when they were going to be completely, you know, cast out of Egypt, God said, this is going to be the first. Like we're starting completely over. Your calendar is going to begin with this event. And it was so important. So Jesus died on the Passover, which is very significant, by the way, according to the Jewish calendar, because it was the beginning of their new year according to the Jewish people. So that should have been something that caused people to say, hey, wait a minute, we're crucifying this guy who says to be our Messiah, and he's dying on the day that our year actually begins with the Passover. I mean, there's a lot of connections that are there that they would have made, a lot of people that believe the Bible would have made. Okay, so now we know the month, Nisan, and the Passover took place on which day? The 15th, the 14th and the 15th, okay? So we know that he died on 
Nissan or Nissan 15, okay? All right, and we also know from our answer, Tishri 15. So how are we gonna get to this point? Okay, so let's think about this for a second. And I'm just gonna ask you some questions because these are some of the questions as you start to think about it. This is gonna, how you're gonna get to the point, all right? When did Jesus start his ministry? When he was 30 years old. What's the reference for that? Find it. And what event? I mean, you could search for the event of when he started his ministry. What began? What event began his ministry? Wasn't it him being baptized? Yes, it was his baptism. So go to that part in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and in there you'll find where it says that he was 30 years old when he began his ministry. Um, Matthew 3.16 says he was baptized. Okay. Does it say what, how old he was? Uh, okay. But if you use that verse and you tsk it, you'll find other verses that show up with that same reference in other Gospels. Luke 3.23. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you, God? No. <laughs> All right, see, I'm going to read it. Okay, it cut in and out a little bit, so we'll have someone else read it in the room. Sorry, Sam. Okay, go ahead. When Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, which was the son of Okay, good. So here's the, here's the thing. This is why treasury scripture knowledge is so powerful and so helpful. Because Ben, you found it in Matthew. And if you took that verse reference in Matthew and then you TSK'd that verse, you would have found Luke. And in that Luke verse, you would have found out, oh, he was 30 years old. This is why I use treasury scripture knowledge for a ton of stuff. Blue Letter Bible is a tool that, my goodness, you have no excuse for not knowing the Bible because it connects some of those dots between the Gospels especially. So that's really, really good. Okay, so we found out that he was 30 years of age. Now, now we know he began his ministry when he was 30. So what year would that have been according to the Gregorian calendar when he started his ministry? 26 AD. Yes. Yeah. Okay, 26, 27 AD. Yeah. Gibson. It's not, what, what was the exact Luke reference? Because when we TSK'd it, it, like, there was two Luke references that came up. Yeah. But it, it was just saying, like, that pretty much again. It wasn't saying, like. Luke 3.23. Okay. Why didn't it come up on ours? Did Luke 3 show up on there? With any verse. 321. So 3.21, you click on that, and then you start reading the context of that verse, and you find out he was 30 years old. So anytime that I've, I've used treasury scripture knowledge, what I've done is I will tap on the verse or I'll use it on my computer and then I read the context surrounding that verse to find out more information about his baptism. Okay? So that's where context comes into play because you can't just take that one verse. You've got to read the verses around it. So we would have found out he's 30. Okay. So it's now 26 AD, 27 AD, give or take, with you know because we don't know the exact date. We think it's 4 BC is when he was born. So now how long was Jesus' ministry? Three years. Three years? Three years? Four. Three. Two and a half. No, not two and a half. Two. Three and a half. Three and a half. It's three and a half years. Now, how do we know it's three and a half years? He died. Because he died. 
Well, he died on the Passover. How do we know it's three and a half years? He could have been born in September because if he was crucified on the first day of the year and he showed him when he was 30, he would have had to be born six months into Adam's that other half. Why? Oh my God. Now we'll get there because remember, at this point, technically you wouldn't know Tishri 15. Like, because that's the answer. But you can put it together with that. But like, if his ministry is three and a half years and he started when he was 30, that implies that he had to start in like the middle of the year when he was 30. So then he had six months and then the next three like whole years before yeah. he was crucified. Yes. Okay. So that is the right answer on that one. But how do we know, how do we know according to the Bible that his ministry was three and a half years? We know the half year. We just talked about that. But the three years, how do we know it's three years? What major event took place when he died? Okay, is there anywhere in the Gospels that tells you how many Passovers took place between when he started his ministry and the end? Because if you search for a word, Passover, you can see where it's mentioned in maybe like one of the Gospels and see how many times it shows up. Of course, this is a blast. I love this stuff. The nerd. Yep. <laughs> I'm a Bible nerd. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's an annual event. Oh. Why did God make it a challenge to figure out something so simple? Well, I think for one thing, he didn't want to make it the focus. So he kind of hid it in there. But then you can compare Scripture to Scripture to find out the actual answer. How many Passovers took place between when Jesus started his ministry and then the Passover that he died? I know, but how do we find that out? Right, but if you look at the Bible and say, okay, I know clearly from this verse, this verse, this verse, that three Passovers took place before he was crucified. Like, I just gave you that answer because we know that all those three and a half years. Well, how do we know? Because the Bible has to say it somewhere. So let's figure it out. How do we actually know? And I will give you a slight God, hint. Oh <laughs> 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 All right, Sam, give it a shot. Go ahead. John 2.13, John 6.4, Okay, so if, so to, to lead you to that point, if you search the word Passover and you look solely in the book of John, you would find that there are three verses that mention the Passover. Wait, are you asking us what verses they are? Or, wait, what? Well, he just gave the verse references. But they were in the book of John. So as you're reading through the book of John, here, let me show you, okay? So open up to John chapter 2. John chapter 2. John chapter 2. 
Okay, so John 1 opens up, and then you have him with his, uh, the first of his disciples by the end of chapter 1. And then chapter 2 includes the very first miracle that he performs to prove the fact that he was God. So right smack dab in the middle of, of chapter 2, you find in verse 12, After this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days, and the Jews' Passover was at hand. So this is the first time the word Passover shows up in the book of John. So we know that this is the end of Jesus' first ministry year in the beginning of his second. Okay? So this is the first Passover that hits. He's already started his ministry. Now you have this first Passover. Alright. So then as you're continuing through the book of John, and you're kind of working your way through, you get down to chapter 6. Because as you're reading through the book of John, and you, you already hit a couple other miracles, you hit chapter 6, and it says, After these things Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. So this is the second time of all the events where it talks about the Passover hit. Then as you keep reading through the book of John, you come over to verse, chapter 11, verse 54. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence unto a country near the wilderness and unto a city called Ephraim, and there continued with his disciples. And the Jews' Passover was nigh at hand, and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. And then he goes and he's crucified. Okay, so just reading through the book of John, searching for the word Passover, looking at every time the word Passover is mentioned in the book of John, you'll hit these three first, and you'll start to see, okay, there's one, there's two, and then he died on the third one. So his ministry began, then you have a Passover. Then you have the second Passover, and you have the third Passover where he's crucified. All right, so that's how we know for sure that Jesus' ministry was at least three years, but we know that he began his ministry before the first Passover mentioned in the, in the book of John. So we know it's three and a half years because of the fact that you have Nisan being when they celebrate the Passover. And so we know that he was about 30, which we don't know this yet, but we're getting there. So we know that he had to have been born at some point here because he began his ministry when he was about 30. But we know he began his ministry already when the first Passover hit. Got it? Okay, so we at least know this here. All right? So, now, where do we go from there? Where do we go from there? All right. So we know the year he was born. We know the month and day that he died. We know when he started his ministry, we know how long his ministry was. And then we also know the Jewish event that was going on during his death. And so we also know, according to the calendar, when that happened. So, if we're going to be studying the Passover, here's an interesting one. If we go to, let's see here. I'm going to see if I can find the verse reference here. God bless you. There is a book in the Old Testament that gives you all the rules and regulations, all the feasts, all the sacrifices and everything down to the finest detail. What book in the Old Testament is that? Leviticus. Leviticus. Deuteronomy does a little bit, but Leviticus is the main book. So if you search the word Passover in Blue Letter Bible and you focus on Leviticus, tell me which chapter describes all the rules and regulations of the Passover. Leviticus 23. 23. Okay, so go to Leviticus 23. 
All right, Leviticus 23. Now, there are two verses as you read through there that you find. It talks about two different feasts that were happening. One is definitely the Passover. Now, which verse reference is that? Five. Okay. Read verse five. Somebody. In the 14th day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. So the 14th day, first month at even is Passover. So Nisan 14, Nisan 15. Okay? So we know that that is the month and that is the day of the Passover. We got that. Now as you keep reading through, what other feast is mentioned in that chapter? The Feast of Unleavened Bread. Okay. Anything else? Because Unleavened Bread is tied to Passover. Nope, that's the offering. What other feast? Feast of the Tabernacles. Feast of Tabernacles. What month and day does the Feast of Tabernacles happen? The 15th day of the seventh month. 15th day of the seventh month. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Tishri, 15th day. So six months in from the Passover to the day is the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, we know that Jesus was conceived on 4 BC. And there's another small little detail that unfolds where you know that six months earlier to that, who was miraculously conceived in his mother's womb? John the Baptist. So that means that John the Baptist, six months to the day, so you have Jesus here, but John the Baptist, six months to the day, Nisan. So he was conceived, or actually born, I should say. He was born here, and Jesus was born here. It's really interesting, because they're exactly six months apart. Yeah? When they talk about the first month, when yes. we talk about Passover, obviously the 14th, Yes. The 15th. Yes. Is at, is at even, is that midnight or just evening? Evening is their morning. So the evening is the beginning of their day. What? Honestly, I didn't know that. Yeah. Genesis 1 says evening and morning was the first day. So the Jewish day was always evening and the morning. Okay. So their day began at 6 p.m. So 6 p.m. started the brand new day. Yeah. 6 p.m. starts a brand new day. Correct. Yeah. I've been reading it the wrong way the whole time. Why? That, uh, why? <laughs> it's the way it's set up in Genesis. This, so this is when you talk about like we think in squares and they think in circles. Correct. This is when they think in circles and we don't think that way. Yes, correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Yeah. So the Jewish day, the Jewish day begins in the evening, and the reason why the Jewish day begins in the evening is because of Genesis chapter one, when God created everything in six days. It says that he created, and it says an evening were the mor- evening in the morning were the first day. So the Jewish day always begins at 6 p.m. that day, and then it continues until the following day. Yeah, 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 Ben. Oh, well, we looked up the calendar. It was in the circle. Like, we found a bunch of calendars, and they were all in circles. Yeah, well, that's not surprising, because they, they are more circular in the way they think. Yeah. Yeah. So. What? So, like, do they get up, like, they get up at, like, 5 PM. No. No, because you're trying to adopt. You're trying to adopt your way into their way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't make sense. They don't wake up at 6 p.m. <laughs> I'm almost start my 
Yes. Start 6 p.m. on Friday to 6 p.m. on Saturday. Yes. That's like the beginning of the new day. So they start their Sabbath at 6 p.m. But they don't stay up. She's got a lot of Jewish Yes. I have a lot of really, like good. Yeah. Jewish, but he's not really yeah. Jewish. Yeah, it's probably not orthodox. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but this is this is something that is just it's interesting to consider because even if you take a look at everything, it makes perfect sense with God's economy of things because when you look at the human history timeline, you have a whole bunch of darkness that continues until you have His millennial reign, which is the day of, of light where everything is restored again. So, I mean, you have you always have darkness before light. It's, God always operates that way. He just always does. Yeah. So. When you say the end is coming in, oh my God, the springtime, mm -hmm. does it mean like the Passover when that happens? Like that's when the end is coming? Not necessarily. I mean, so it would be around this time frame, but the rapture is not connected to anything Jewish. Oh, okay. okay. That's a good question, though. Yeah, it is. Because a lot of people try to time the rapture according to the Jewish calendar and Jewish events, and that's not true. Second coming, yes, absolutely. His first coming, absolutely. Because we can even already see with the first and second coming, you have uh, John the Baptist being born on the Passover, so John the Baptist was born on the Passover. Jesus was born at the Feast of Tabernacles. That's huge. And there's a reason for that. And so if Jesus was born at the Feast of Tabernacles, then it's likely his first coming took place at that time. His second coming is probably going to take place during that time. So summer party in the clouds. Yeah. And so, and then you also have the tribulation to consider. That was so cool. Because, because think about this. How long is the tribulation? Seven years. But when it's measured out in the book of Revelation, the hard stuff starts hitting when? Halfway through. So you have three and a half years of severe tribulation before his second coming. So it's very, very similar. But prior to that, you had John the Baptist who was ministering prior for about six months before Jesus came. So there's going to be some things that happen like that. So it's just kind of cool how that lays out. Okay. So Jesus said on the Passover of his third year of his public ministry, we've already talked about that, uh, and that would have been three and a half years in. So if you're looking at 26, 27, now you're looking at about 30 A.D. Okay, so the Feast of Tabernacles takes place on the 15th day of the seventh month. We already read that in Leviticus. Um, and this is around the, the, the September time frame, and this is at the end of the harvest, which is not a coincidence either. It takes place during that time. So let me just, let me give you some information about the Feast of Tabernacles. And you can find this out if you studied out the Feast of Tabernacles and you read it in Leviticus 20, uh, 23. Um, but here's what they would do. Now, this is really interesting. Israel would dwell for seven days, seven days, seven days, seven days, okay? All right. Seven days in booths, which are temporary dwelling places they made to remember their exile from Egypt and worship in the tabernacle while in the, while in the wilderness. So this has huge ramifications. First of all, there's 7,000 years of human history. They're in these booths for seven days. And then at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, you have Jesus being born. Okay? What's that word? Booths? What? Booth. Booth. Oh, booths. 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 Yeah, it's okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Booths. Yeah. Got it. B O O T H S, not B O O Z. Or, <laughs> okay, all right, okay, okay, now, now get this, now get this, okay, 
So if Jesus was born on the Feast of Tabernacles, which would have been six months prior, you got John the Baptist and everything and how that plays out. If he was born at the Feast of Tabernacles, the eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles was when Jesus was, was circumcised. So if Jesus was born on the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles, and then you go for seven days in, the eighth day, which is the number of? What is eight? So you have a week, seven days, and now you have eight. New beginnings. New beginnings. So the number eight is new beginnings. On the eighth day, the males are circumcised. So you have the Feast of Tabernacles that takes place. Jesus is born, day one. Day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven. Day eight, the day of new beginnings, Jesus is now circumcised in the temple. That's, that's huge. That is huge. New beginnings. Also, get this. This is fantastic. I love this. It was also the day, the day, that the Jews completed their annual cycle of Torah readings. So the day they finished reading their, the Old Testament, their Bible, was the day the Jews was circumcised in the temple at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, which is a feast that they're dwelling in booths, temporary booths. They've been cast out of Egypt, and now they're learning to worship God in the wilderness. They're looking for a permanent dwelling place. I mean, all this stuff starts going... I mean, it's all starts clicking. It's really cool. All right. And this was considered to be a time of fulfillment of the Torah. And you can speak to any Orthodox Jew. They, when, they, when they cap off reading their Torah, their Old Testament, their Bible, it is a time of fulfillment. So the time where they just got done reading all the prophecies and everything about Jesus and everything, the history of Israel, everything, that was the day that Jesus showed up in the temple as a baby being circumcised. That's majorly important. The feast is also known as the Festival of Nations, so participation in this feast was encouraged by all, and this obviously matches the angel's declaration in Luke 10, 12 as well, that it's a blessing unto all nations. And then this feast is the only one that is still observed after the second coming of Christ, according to Zechariah 14, 16. So when you study out the Feast of Tabernacles, you'll find that it shows up in Zechariah chapter 14, and it's because all the other feasts and festivals would have been fulfilled prophetically. So it's the only feast, all the other Passover, it's gone. I mean, everything. All the other feasts and festivals are now completely over, but the Feast of Tabernacles will continue into Jesus' millennial reign. It's so important. And it's the one where He came the first time, and it's the one where He's going to be coming a second time. So there's no doubt whatsoever that Jesus is going to come back, and we can actually put a month and a day on it according to the Jewish calendar, which is incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Now, the rapture, that's a whole different ballgame. We're talking about His first and His second coming where His feet actually touched the earth. So, that's how we find out that it was Tishri 15. So, it's, it's directly tied with the Passover from the book of John, how many Passovers. It's tied to the taxation of Cyrenius in Luke chapter 2 that you find out in the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. And then it's also tied to John the Baptist, that he was exactly six months, because the Bible says he was six months. Six months in his mother's room before Mary had uh, Jesus in her womb, according to the Lord. So that's incredible. So you start to put all these things together, and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you measure it out on the calendar, and here you have all these things that line up, where Nisan 15, Passover, Tishri 15 is the Feast of Tabernacles. And then you have him six months later, that Jesus actually dies when John the Baptist was born on the Passover. Because it had to have been the Passover. He's called the Lamb of God. John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. There's a direct illustration that Jesus is that lamb that they then crucified for their sins and the sins of the whole world on the day where they were killing lambs in the temple. 
It's incredible. So you start to put all this stuff together, and it's, it's insane. But these things, the Bible study tools between Treasury Scripture Knowledge, using your concordance, um, using the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, you can start to put all this stuff together, and you find out some pretty amazing stuff. So I can't emphasize enough using Treasury Scripture Knowledge, and especially concordance, looking up words like Passover. Where else does it show up in the Bible? Start figuring it out. I mean, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So that's just one example. So I figured for Christmas... We could look at that and say, yep, it's Tishri 15, but how do we actually figure that out? It's going through this, step by step by step, comparing Scripture with Scripture with Scripture, here, 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 and then you put it all together, and it's quite amazing. So I love it. And God puts nuggets like this in the Bible on purpose because the Bible says, according to 2 Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You cannot figure out stuff like this without being a workman and rightly dividing correctly the scriptures. So that's just an example. So I hope that was helpful. That's really kind of cool. Yes? This kind of stuff makes my brain hurt, but also I think it's one of those things where you cannot deny Jesus is real because men and women are not smart enough to be this detailed and thorough to make a puzzle like that and it still and it ends up being perfect. Yeah. I understood every, everything. Like, yeah. That was so easy. I understood absolutely everything you said. I just retained it. Yeah. Totally being facetious right now. We totally. Do this again though. I've yeah. If I, I can mean, say, just so I cool. just learned what a TSK was last Thursday. Yeah. Strictly in JBI. Mm-hmm. Tinker scratched my head. I go, am I going around here? It doesn't know what this. And luckily, I wasn't. Yeah. But Tom brought it up and showed me. I'm like, how have I been missing this out? And if you guys can get that now, yeah, it's going to change your walk. It does. Because it completely blew up my face. I was like, how did I not know about a TSK? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It is amazing. So it is amazing. So here's another little nugget. Go over to Luke. Go over to Luke chapter uh, two. A little a little nugget. Give you a couple more details that are kind of fun because it's Christmas. This is my gift to you guys. Uh, yeah, go to Chick Fil A. <laughs> How does he know? <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, Luke chapter two. Okay, so the angels show up, uh, Jesus is born, and then you have verse 20. It says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And then look at verse 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus. So on the very day he was circumcised, end of the Feast of Tabernacles, number of new beginnings, he received his name Jesus, which means that God is the Savior of his people. That's incredible. Which was so named of the angel before. Before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy unto the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two, or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And it came by, and he came by in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, circumcision, and presenting him to the Lord, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou 
thou hast prepared before the face of all people. And then he continues. This guy, Simeon, God revealed to him somehow, some way, we don't know exactly how, that he was not going to die until he saw the Messiah. I believe with all my heart that Simeon knew exactly when the Messiah would show up in the temple. And I think that from year to year, at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, he came into the temple and he was looking for that child. And then it finally came. And he's like, that's it. That's the child. There's no doubt in his mind. He knew it. That's the child. You're telling me that this baby boy was born the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles. And now we're all the way through, which is Israel being redeemed out of Egypt to be ushered into the promised land. This child was born during that festival. We're supposed to remember that. That's the Messiah. There's no doubt in my mind. It's incredible. I think this guy was totally waiting. Same with the other lady that shows up here as well. It says, um, verse 36, And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of, of Phineel, uh, Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, it was great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a, a widow of about four score and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Same thing. I bet you she was looking as well. And she knew that this little boy is the fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles. There's no doubt in my mind about that either. So I think that's kind of cool. Here's the other little nugget I want to give you guys, because I had it in my notes from another, another time that I taught this. But, okay, so a lot of people put the Christmas story and the wise men at the same time. Were they actually at the same time? No. 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 How do we know that? Because they're the east. The really far. They came from the east, so they had to come really far. But the star showed up later. But how do we know how old Jesus was when they came? And how do we know that he wasn't a baby? I need you to catch it. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody? Jay taught it. Yeah. We know because Jay taught it. <laughs> no. Yeah, Matthew 2 is the other one, because Matthew 2 is where the wise men show up, right? Yeah. So jump over to Matthew 2. Make sure you recognize the details as you kind of read through it. I'll read starting in verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now it seems like they're coming around the same time. But as you keep reading, get more details, you find out that that's not the case. Saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently, 
what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, so it's a moving star, till it came and stood over where the young child was. So it's not out in outer space, it's actually in the atmosphere of the earth, by the way. Verse 10, And when, the star, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child. It doesn't say baby, it says young child. With Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And they are also in a house, not a stable not a barn. So that tells you there too. And worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child, there it is again, and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child, again, young child, young child, young child, and his mother, by night, and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked to the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth, and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and all and in all the coast thereof, from how old? Two years old and under. Two years old and under. Because remember, he diligently inquired, when did the star appear? So according to the time that the star appeared, he knew that, okay... I mean, that means that if these guys started coming at this point in time, then it's either two years or it's anything from two years in between. So let's just be safe. Let's just kill all the boys two years old and under, which is terrible to even think about. But he started at two years old. Young child. So that's how we know that this event took place after the fact. It wasn't actually an event that happened. You know, Jesus was born. He's in the stable. You got the shepherds. You got the wise men all showing up in a trough. Like it didn't work that way. So the wise men showed up significantly later in a house in Bethlehem. So I think that's interesting. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I learned that from a Dude Perfect video. Nice. <laughs> All right. So Dude Perfect isn't a complete waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Learn something new every day. <laughs> All right. Nativity would be very bare without the wise men in it. It is oh, of true. Course. I mean, oh, you of just course. have a chick and two dudes. And the shepherds. Two dudes. Two dudes. Jesus. Let's not get all Catholic. All right. So, um, wanted to at least put some of that stuff into practice. So, when you guys get your passages next Wednesday, you'll get them at random. So, you're going to draw them randomly and you're going to use the rules of Bible study. I also reorganized the rules of Bible study so that way it's more user friendly. So, you can actually follow in a certain order of using the rules so that way you're starting off with a few and then considering others before you get to your application. So, And I'm going to have laminated bookmarks that way you can have it in your Bible. From this day forward you will always have. It's going to be better than that one, Jamie, so you can chuck that one. I know. We're redoing it. I'm going to have two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You can have two. We're going to do another Jewish study again. That was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I like that stuff. Okay, there you go. So Tishri 15, there you go. End of the Feast of Tabernacles. It's really neat. When you study, I mean, another really cool study at some point that would be fun to do again 
is a study of the tabernacle. I think so, we do this like once a month. It's, yeah. Like just kind of like make it like the first the first Wednesday of every month or something. We like just scratch whatever we're doing. Like yeah. Just study something now as a class. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. But I did a whole lesson on the tabernacle, and it's incredible how it's a fulfillment of everything that God was going to do through Jesus. It's incredible. So, anywho, we can do that at some other point in time. Diving into the book of Leviticus, which is actually kind of fun. It's boring. It's hard. It's dry. But once you start putting stuff together, it's really cool. Okay, give me a prayer to end it. I know. I got to say it right because I didn't say booze. Boothesis. Booths. Prayer. Avin. G. Avin. Go ahead. You can pray. Okay. All right. So I give you permission to begin speaking to the Lord. Go ahead. Wow. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. And thank you that we could just use uh, the how to study the Bible practices to learn about how what year you were born and just like how each event that around happened around you just are important and stuff. And um just pray that as tonight goes on that we can have a safe drive home and that this week as Christmas is just two days away, we can all spend time with our family, have good times, be safe. Amen. Don't forget to grab more treats on the way out. Eat the cookies. Boys, get it. Thank mm-hmm. you.